Hello, my name is Sam Martin and I run the Animation Club at Tape Community Music and Film in North Wales. Due to these crazy times, I've moved the Animation Club online and took the opportunity to host live Q&As with some animation professionals. The live Q&As are streamed on our Facebook page, but I have also decided to trim them down and turn them into podcasts. In our first live Q&A, we speak to Rianne Lohman, director and animator at Colby Animations. The first live Q&A was hosted from my kitchen, so please excuse any children crying and giggling in the background. I am the director slash producer slash animator <laughs> slash set everything <laughs> uh, for Corby Animations. Um, we I do actually have a couple of people that help me out um, sometimes. Like um, my husband, he's my director of photography. He uh, he's pretty awesome. We 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 have a really kind of solid team going. Um, but yeah, I mean we've just started Corby Animations two years ago, and I just I love animating. It's just the best thing in the world. I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I do, and I love it. It's a really rewarding thing, isn't it? Animation. It's quite. It is. It's, it really it, is. it's quite. I find. I don't know if I find it. It's. It's quite an easy thing to. To start doing, and then there's a lot to learn in it, and and it's quite. A, yes. Uh, feel it a sense of achievement, isn't it? With you. Um, yeah. It's. It's just. It's so rewarding. It's so incredibly rewarding. I. I honestly. You know, just about after every one of my animations that I've done, uh, that moment whenever it's done, it always hits me and I always start crying <laughs> because I'm like, okay, we just did this. And I hope, like, my only hope is that, you know, it reaches just one person and just kind of like makes them get this feeling of joy for even just 30 seconds. You know, I, just, I love it. So Shane's asking, how do you turn an interest of animation into being uh, to being a professional, a profession? I'm guessing. Um, they say that it takes like what so many hours to really be a professional, mm. you know. And the thing is, is that like I don't really consider myself a professional. I just do it because it makes me happy. And you know, one of these days I might consider myself a professional, but you know. I just do it for the love of it, you know? And if, if I, you know, turn this into a career, so be it. And, you know, there might be a day where I just decide, hey, I don't want to do that anymore, but you know what? I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I think I'm going to be here for a long time. And um, really, I mean, just if you do what you love, you know, which obviously I love doing what I do. Um, they won't feel like work. So I think that's really why I don't consider myself a professional in it. Um, well, you're very talented, I'll say that at least. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate that. Okay, so the magnifying glass character. Okay, so <laughs> it's actually funny that you say that. I have about six of those laying around my studio. So no, I actually had one of these uh, for a really, really long time sitting on my desk. I was talking to my husband and I was like, okay, you know, I want to kind of try to do some stuff, but I have no puppets. Okay, still to this day, I'm really no good at making puppets. 
So I was like, what can I use that I have at home as a puppet to test stuff with, right? And then he's like, well, you do have that little helping hands guy. And I was like, that is genius. Because <laughs> they already have, granted, they're not very good, but they already have, you know, ball joints and all of that. And he, he moved fairly well to what he is, where he all started. And it's just been all downhill after that. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's quite interesting to see something different being used as a character. Um, we've done something uh, with the Animation Club lately before all this. We started to try and look at how to create characters out of recycled materials and things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Animate just about anything. And That's kind of the best way to do it because when you think of, you know, stop animation, you know, you have really do have to just make stuff with what you have mm. because there you know when it comes to building sets or building puppets like yeah there are some places out there to go and just you know buy puppets and buy stuff like that but when you have a very tight budget <laughs> that is is really not the way to go <laughs> so and, and a lot of times it actually becomes a little bit more interesting yeah. You know, with the puppets and the sets and all that stuff, if you make everything from scratch and try to figure out different ways of recycling materials to do it. Like, for instance, okay, so the Halloween animation. Here, I'm going to show you. I actually have this right here on my desk. The very first Halloween animation that we did, right? This was the house that we did. Wow. Okay, and this is actually just made out of corrugated cardboard. So... I was literally in my kitchen tearing up a box and taking the the outside layer off so I could get this texture. And yeah, yeah, I just love it. And of course, everything fell out of the inside of that. Well, it, it is great, isn't it? It's, it's, it's good for problem solving and being creative, isn't it? It's It, it very much is. Because like, so if everything's smaller, you have to obviously make everything um so it's it's about yeah i mean that's just it like the problem solving aspect of stop animation is i think what i like the most because it's a challenge i love the challenge <laughs> so anytime i'm trying to like okay well how can i rig this up so that it'll work for what i have to do mm. and yes i might cry <laughs> But ultimately, it will, you know, get done the way that it needs to. I've had many moments like that where you go, right, this will work, this will work. Oh, no, no, it doesn't work. It doesn't right. work. Yeah. You can try some things that are uh, surprising, not they? For... Yeah, exactly. Who are your inspirations? So maybe some animators or some film uh, inspiration. Well, I remember when I was little watching Wallace and Gromit. And... Yeah. I just thought that it was so neat. And I really, you know, I didn't really put two thoughts into stop animation at the time. Obviously, you're a kid. You don't really, you know, think of that. But um, then the Wallace and Gromit, like the original Wallace and Gromit came out on Amazon Prime. And you literally, you're looking at it and all of the detail <laughs> that went into it. I was like, oh, my goodness. I love this. So much. And then um like any of the Leica stuff, oh. I love them so much. Uh, Coraline was definitely one of my favorites. 
Um, it was a little bit creepy. I don't do a lot. I don't do a lot of the creepy stuff. Um, but then I think one of my favorites was the little prince. That oh. had to have been one of my favorites. Is it? That's one of. The, uh, I'm trying to think that, that that was the one that was mixture of. Yeah. Well, yeah. I found so interesting. Yeah. yeah. No, it, I, I mean, it's definitely a different way of doing it. Yeah. I love the um, the puppets on that. They're fantastic. Oh yes, that that's kind of like why I liked it so much. I think because the puppets were done in such a different way. I mean, they were all done with paper mache. Mm. So just seeing <laughs> all of that, it was it was really interesting. You've basically said all all of what my answers would be there. Um, I. Wallace and Gromit from a really young age watching those constantly yeah. and then Laika is one of my favorite. Oh yes, definitely. definitely. Kuro and the Two Strings has got to be my favorite film of theirs so far. Right, yes. I was actually uh, kind of disappointed whenever um, Missing Link didn't get as much of the recognition that they did. Yeah. Um, like I actually have that movie and I haven't really taken the time to watch it yet which i feel bad saying that but you know it's busy life you know so um but yeah i mean it was really well done but i think that a lot of the cgi stuff that they put into it really like made it where people didn't really want to watch it as much yeah which unfortunately that's kind of the way that the stop animation stuff is going I, I get when it comes to using CGI for certain things, mm. you know, like if you're going to use it for a background, you know, like the sky or something like that. Yeah. Wonderful. Mm. But like, isn't the whole point of doing stop animation to create that small world that, you know what I mean? I think that's, it kind of like takes it away a little yeah, bit. Yeah. You can see the realness in there being a real thing there that like you say, the details in Wallace and Gromit, the, um, I mean, especially the opening scene, to that, to the first one, um, Grand Day Out. Yeah. Um, just the, I don't know, it feels even more realistic than the latest ones because you look at the coffee tray and it's got tea stains on it and everything. Yeah. Exactly. Fantastic. But it's all in those little details. Yeah. Uh, I think we have some questions. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Inspiration yeah. for making your animations. Uh, inspiration has literally came from just the most random places. Like, I cannot go and sit there and tell you, oh, well, I was, you know, driving by something and, you know, no, it didn't happen like that. It was basically, I'm sitting on my couch watching TV or something like that, and bam, it just hits me. This is what I want to do. <laughs> and it, it never really comes from one specific place, and you never know when it's going to hit you. <laughs> um, where and how did I learn animation? Um, practice? Um, watching uh, a lot of YouTube videos. Um, I follow um, a guy on YouTube called Edu Paratus. Is that, I have no idea how to pronounce his name. I always feel so bad saying that. But uh, he has a lot of really great um, teaching videos on how to do um, stop animation. He's great. Uh, I also have um, this. Oh, yes. We've got that at the center as well. We've got that one. Uh, I suggest to anybody that wants to get into animation, take this book and literally read it. Make notes as you're going because this has taught me so much. I'm use I use this book for reference more than I'd like to say. <laughs> no, no, it's just always useful to use reference. But no, we've we've got that book at the center. Um, yeah. Now it's now it's recommended. Uh, I think Ardman has um, some really cool books as well. Yeah. 
and kits on making, you know, puppets and all sorts of cool stuff. Granted, they're expensive, but, you know, they have a lot of really cool stuff too. Yeah, fingerprints in the clay. I love whenever I see um, the boiling oh, yeah. in the clay whenever they do any of their animations of Ardman. Because yeah. you can even see the fingerprints, which just adds so much charm mm. to the animation whenever you're working with clay. Sometimes when they're um, making them, because sometimes now they're not plasticine, they're sculpted and then cast. But yeah. they still add the fingerprints to the casts now just because they... Right, yeah. No, yeah, it's, it's kind of funny because, like, um, now Ardman does the removable mouth. Yeah. Which, that's kind of what I'm wanting to get into doing because making, yeah, I don't do clay <laughs> unless I absolutely have to. Have um, to 3D printing. I, I, have, I have texture issues. <laughs> so working with clay has, you know, it's been, yeah. I don't work with clay unless I absolutely have to. <laughs> but um, I do have a 3D printer, and we're going to try to get um, some removable mouse made on that. But I don't know if we'll be able to or not, because our 3D printer is just a little bit finicky. <laughs> see, how long does it take to make your animations? OK, well, that, hmm, let's see. Uh, it depends on the animation. OK, so the very first animation that we did, uh, the Halloween animation we started in august and finished it mid-september so about a month and a half um for a 30 second animation <laughs> um and then the, so for like the christmas one <laughs> that took about three months maybe a little bit longer just because of how big and extensive the set was and all of that i mean it, it can take anywhere between one to three months just you know because how, if you add another set it's going to add another month <laughs> that's pretty much how it works what was your sort of working day like how long were you working every day on those oh goodness <laughs> okay so i am a stay-at-home mom so i literally just work when i can <laughs> okay. uh so with let's see the christmas one i think is the one that took us the longest to do um, I was working on that pretty much every other day for about six, seven hours um, just to get it right. Mm. And animating is what takes the longest. You know, you because when I, you can ask Trent, it's kind of funny because when I say, okay, we're going to animate this weekend and we're going to get it done. We're working the entire weekend. <laughs> You know, we get up at eight o'clock in the morning, nine o'clock in the morning, and we don't stop until 10 o'clock at night. And then we do the same thing the next day and the next day. <laughs> Cause when I, when I animate, I want to get it done and over. <laughs> That's why I'm always like, okay, well, it doesn't take us that long to animate, but it really does. <laughs> I'm the same once you get going, you think I'm not going to stop now. I need to just do this bit. Just yeah. do this. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's kind of it's kind of like once you get the ball rolling, you don't want to stop. You know, the smaller the movement between frames, mm -hmm. the smoother your animation is going to be. Yeah. And with me, I don't really have I have the patience for animation. So that's why it doesn't really bother me that much to do 24 frames, yeah. you know, because I, I love the end result. You always got to think of the end result when you're animating because you're like, OK, if I move it, you know, a whole inch. 
that's going to throw it all off and I'm not going to like it. I'm going to have to go back and redo it. Well, I'm actually sitting in my studio right now. We're in about a, I want to say like a 10 to 12 foot room. That's it. And you can see my tabletop studio over there. Excellent. And yeah, that's it. That's, you know, granted, okay, <laughs> we were working in a much smaller spot, the very first animation that we did. And if you go and look at the behind um, how Ardman got started, they mm. were literally on their kitchen table. Uh, and it's the same with uh, Will Vinton Studios, who did um, the California Raisins. Oh, yeah. uh, that's how he started also, just, you know, animating on their kitchen table with a friend and, you know, then people wanted their animations. <laughs> yeah, I honestly can't wait um, to get a bigger space. Mm. That way, because I'm I'm a set person, like I want to keep my sets when mm. I'm done with them. So like the bigger the sets get, the more I'm like, oh, okay, now I can't keep that because it won't fit <laughs> in my studio anymore. <laughs> wow. But yeah, because I was looking at the behind the scenes on Missing Link from Leica. Mm. And I was absolutely taken back by this one picture I seen of their forest. Oh, yes. And this forest is, okay, if you take a standard garage and take that times like six, mm. that's how big the forest was. It's crazy. <laughs> so it's like you don't realize it's that big until you see someone standing in it. <laughs> and you're like, okay, that's huge. <laughs> It's, it's incredible the like amount of set that sometimes people build for even if it's just a short scene. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I kind of get that way. I kind of get carried away. <laughs> and then, I, you know, I have to have someone say, okay, let's let's pull this back a little bit because you just added six months of work onto our slate. <laughs> I need that, I think. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we've had we've had to reanimate before. Um <laughs> because you know, I'm a perfectionist, which being in this um, field is probably not the best thing in the world. But if I'm like, okay, you know, it just does not look right. Come back next weekend and we're going to reanimate this scene. And then eight hours later, it's done. <laughs> Favorite animation. Whew. The one that you've made, I think. <sighs> I don't know. The first big animation that we did, the Halloween that we did for 2018 mm. with uh, the two Corbys. I think that one was my favorite in all honesty, just because of how it was, it was literally me breaking through the stop animation wall and seeing, you know, what all it was gonna do for me. And we, did it. we actually did not use dragon frame on that animation. <laughs> what, what did you use that one? Uh, we literally just had a camera and a trigger and that was it. <laughs> so, uh, and it's actually funny cause it was the old camera that we had mm. and, uh, we had no way to hook this camera into a computer. So we were literally watching the little screen on the camera the entire time. Uh, <laughs> so we we had no onion skinning, no nothing. <laughs> and I think that was just like such a charming little animation. 
And it was literally just like my stepping stone I needed into animation. I think that's kind of why that was my favorite, just because it meant so much to me. Trent does um, stuff on his YouTube channel where he like reviews different like foods and stuff like that. So we actually did the very first animation that I was ever a part of was for his channel uh, for the Hershey Gold Bar. And we actually took it apart and then like got all the pieces together. And it, at, at first, whenever we were doing that, I was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> and then he was like, why don't you help me animate this? And, you know, we can shoot it and all that. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'll try. And then we did it and we were just hooked after that. <laughs> but um, it's actually really great to have a team of people help you. Because for me, I don't necessarily like the technical aspects of yeah. it. Like I do, but I don't. Mm -hmm. Like I, I understand how to do the timing and stuff. That's kind of like why I have put all of my editing onto my husband. Because <laughs> I'm like, okay, I know what I want it to look like, but I don't want to have to sit behind the computer in After Effects to remove rigs and all of that stuff. I want to be the one animating and making sets. That's my favorite thing. Because <laughs> it was, you know, I was kind of doing all of it. And then I was like, okay, I'm getting burnt out by doing all the edit. And the very first animation that we did, there was a spot where she actually jumped in the air. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that took about, I think, 40 frames, 40 or 50 frames where I had to go in for 50 pictures into Photoshop and take out what was holding her up. <laughs> wow. So I had to edit like 50 pictures. Yeah. <laughs> and Dustin, my husband, he was like, you know, there's a better way to do that. <laughs> and I was like, please show me. And I was like, okay, there is no way that I can wrap my head around this. I mean, I can if I really sat down and did it, mm. but my head is already on the next animation. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of why I'm like, okay, Dustin, why don't you just edit for me? And, you know, I'll just kind of, you know, because I'm the director. I'm just directing him to show him, you know, what I want it to look like and the timing. Like, I always edit all of my timing in Dragon Frame because it's just so much easier because <laughs> they have the frame holds and all of that. So I just give him the footage after that and he just takes it away. It's great. That's a good point to make. It's good to share share the different jobs with other people because right. although a lot of people working from home will probably have to do a bit of everything yeah exactly trent's kind of like um you know he helps me out with um like anything that i really need <laughs> and he's also really great at helping me brainstorm ideas he always comes up with the out of the box ideas and i'm like you know that's actually genius Let's do that. So yeah, he, you know, he's great to work with. And then we also have um, a girl that does our storyboards for us because especially with the, what I quote, the big animation, because we have a, a huge animation that we're, we've been wanting to do for the past year and a half now. And instead of doing um, stick figures, we have her who is an excellent illustrator and she helps us out with some storyboards sometimes. And that's pretty great. That's but yeah, having a good team is definitely 
necessary. Trent's put he's the tree dude. I do yeah. <laughs> making the trees. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's the tree dude. Uh, anything, anytime you see a tree in one of our animations, he is the one that did it. <laughs> uh, with the exception of the one that was in Oshit. I was the one that did that. We have four puppets, which is very big for us. We've never had four puppets in an ant. We don't even have four puppets <laughs> ever. <laughs> like a Corby is a puppet technically, but he's not technically a puppet. We only have one puppet <laughs> and that's Buster the bunny. So um, we have two girls in this animation. Both of them are different, but they're made out of yarn. And then we have a second set of girls that are going to be made out of, they're going to be needle felted. Oh, no. So it's going to be very interesting. I've kind of been uh, putting it off making the puppets because I have high anxiety about <laughs> I do like the needle felting. Uh, the needle felted bunny was also a uh, buster. Oh, yeah. I actually have him right here. Needle felting is definitely uh, a time consuming craft. We actually had a girl named Jessica make this bunny for us. And I literally sent her the wire armature already pre-made. And she got it in the mail and she's like, oh my goodness, what did I what did I sign on for? <laughs> Cause she didn't realize one, it was gonna be that big. And yeah, it, it was pretty cool. She did a great job on it. There's an animation I'll have to send to you, um, which came to mind when I saw your puppet on Facebook, the uh, wool rat one. Mm -hmm. I think it's called Zero. Um, oh, yes. That's, that's okay. thing, that is, okay. That's actually the inspiration that I took for the animation that we're doing now with the yarn wrapped. Yeah. And I was like, you know, ever since I've seen, that was actually one of the very first stop animation, uh, stop yeah. animations that I've seen. And, I just fell in love with it. It was like one of the best animations. To getting younger and like youth people mm. into animation is the way that we're going to keep this art form alive. It really is. And getting, seeing kids getting excited about it and coming up with their own little ways of doing things is just so cool.